0: You are listening to Prove Text, a Glossa House podcast exploring scripture with Dr. T. Michael W. Halcomb and Dr. Frederick J. Long. Welcome and enjoy.
1: Hello and welcome to Prove Text. I am Michael Halcomb, and I'm here with my colleague Fred Long. Fred, how's it? <laughs>
0: Same. I'm doing
1: good. Very good. Thanks. And uh, how are you doing today? I'm doing okay. Um... Yeah, looking forward to this episode, which is going to be a little bit different, I think, than anything we've kind of done before. Um, So just to give you listeners a heads up, what we're going to be talking about in this episode is a flurry of new resources that uh, Glossa House is dropping right now. Um, Yeah, just a bunch of resources coming down the pipe and uh, Fred and I have been working hard on these our author authors have been working hard on these and so we just felt like hey it'd be a good a good idea to to share this information with our listeners and if anything piques your interest by all means go to glosahouse.com and pick you know pick it up for yourself so Fred uh where would you like to start in terms of I mean, it's more than a dozen resources. So, yeah, uh,
0: I think I think it might be helpful to let people know that uh, there's a there's a big conference, annual conference for biblical scholars. A uh, couple of them were really several kind of booked together this year. It's in Denver. Uh, one group is called the Evangelical um, Theological Society, uh, and so they meet. And then there's also Society of Biblical Literature then there's Institute of Biblical Research, American Academy of Religion. So these are like conferences that are happening all the weekend right before, and the week right before Thanksgiving, and they always occur. Uh, And so these books are typically written by people belonging to those societies, those organizations. And really, these books represent a lot of work. I mean, sometimes years of of thought. Sometimes we're, we're publishing dissertations. Sometimes we're publishing books that help with uh, language acquisition or cementing that language in in a person's uh, study. Right. So, um, yeah. So, just a, a little bit of a context. I think it might be good to begin with. Uh, how about Romans, a beginning intermediate reader? Okay. So this is this is a series uh, that is encouraging those who've learned Greek in two semesters to continue to read Greek. So typically when you learn beginning Greek in two semesters, you learn vocabulary of the Greek New Testament down to about words occurring 50 times or more. That's about 350 words. So that's that's pretty good. And what's interesting about that quantity of words is at that point, a person could pick up the Greek New Testament and just about recognize eight out of 10 Greek words. Mm. So that's a great starting point. So, this beginning intermediate reader series uh, gives footnotes for words that occur less than 50 times in the Greek New Testament, as well as some translation helps, morphological helps, you know, with endings and forms that are difficult. And so, yeah, this book is uh just a, a very helpful book for those uh, wanting to continue learning Greek and um,
1: yeah so it's it's uh, through the book of Romans And we this is uh, this is just one of several different readers we have um, I think right now at the moment Gloissa House has produced I think it's 14 different Greek readers. Uh, we do have the entire Apostolic Fathers. Uh, we have those in individual volumes, and then um, a, a compiled, a complete edition. Uh, and in the among the, I guess maybe is it actually fifteen readers, uh, because we have James, the Greek reader. We have First or Third John, a Greek reader. Colossians and Philemon or Philemon, a Greek reader, and so now yes. Romans. Actually, so we have fifteen. Um, yeah
0: and this particular volume is by adam uh, w jones and he's a phd candidate and then actually uh, a graduate student carmen a Pilant. so they uh, put a lot of work into providing these footnotes and uh, helping people read through the text yeah
1: yeah so Romans. excellent and hopefully at some point in the near future preview of coming attractions we will have uh uh, the sister volume first Corinthians, you know, at some point. So that's in the works, but yeah. Um, so we're talking about readers and I know you've been working um, on another set of readers. So why don't you talk about yeah. those? Yeah, this
0: is uh Purple very, very cupboards. excited about this. Uh, this is a new series of readers that Craig Evans proposed and I joined him in being series editor of this uh, series. It's called the Jewish Texts, Greek Readers. And this is a tier five resource. Uh, the last resource we talked about, Romans Beginning Intermediate, is a tier three. That is, it's a third semester resource. This tier five is an advanced resource. And these um this particular series, the Jewish Text Greek Readers, provides uh, glosses and, and word definitions for words that occur 13 times or less in the Greek New Testament. So, we're working at we're working at an advanced level. So, there's less helps given, and uh, helps given with lower frequency vocabulary, which is where typically people work with advanced Greek. And these basically, this series is making available for students of scripture and particularly New Testament, a chance to read Jewish apocryphal and pseudepigraphal works that were written or transmitted in Greek. And so we have three volumes to start the series. uh, One by John Wright on first through fourth Baruch. And then we have Jacob Saron who worked on the life of Eve and the Testament of Adam. And then we have uh, Mark Gronbeck Dam, who worked on the Lives of the Prophets. And so, yeah, three volumes kicking off this new series, this advanced reader. And uh, people are going to love getting exposure to this intertestamental Jewish literature. It's very important for interpreting the New Testament. That's why Craig Evans uh, proposed this series and is working on with us on this. And so we have more volumes coming all the time, but these are three that we're publishing at present.
1: Excellent. Yeah, that's boy, That's a lot of work right there. Um, yeah. Wow. Yep. Um, and then let's see, we, we have, it's not necessarily, I mean, it is a reader, um, but a little bit of a different reader. It's a Greek and Hebrew Sort of devotional reader. Let's talk about uh, that one for a minute by Mario Melendez.
0: Yeah, this is this is a kicking off a new series for us as well. Uh, what is it called? The Biblical Languages. Yeah, daily
1: devotions in the Biblical Languages. Uh, yeah,
0: daily devotions in Biblical Languages, and basically Mario has very creatively laid out uh, the uh, in twenty eight days readings from Hebrew scripture and Greek scripture with vocabulary helps and So uh, it's it's an amazing format. I can't even cannot even explain it all to you but basically this is something that is for those who want a daily reader in Hebrew and Greek and uh, It's it's got vocabulary glosses at the back it's uh, it's very it's devotional. It's got prayers also in the original languages There's some interlinear helps uh, as well. So uh, a great resource, and we're looking forward to having, you know, eight or nine or 10 more of these produced by Mario over the next few years. So just a a tremendous resource for learning uh, and maintaining your, for really maintaining your
1: biblical languages. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So um, in addition, we have... uh, also to help with languages, we have a few illustrated books coming out. This is this has been sort of a um, a great series. I mean Glossow is kind of known for these illustrated series. So we have some coming out in Hebrew as well as in Greek. Let's start uh, let's start with the Greek. What do we have coming down the um, pipe in terms of Greek? Yeah.
0: Yeah, uh, available now is Illustrated Matthew in Greek by Mark Grombeck-Dom. He's been busy,
1: and uh, so he's one of our <laughs> started authors. a new, new teaching job, too, yeah.
0: Oh, man, yeah, so I'm sure he's glad to see these in print. But, yeah, this is this is continuing on our Illustrated Biblical Texts series. And the Gospel of Matthew set to build be- beautiful illustrations by Keith Neely, the illustrator. And uh, Mark also provided uh, original translation at the bottom of each page. So as well as a nice introduction explaining some of his translation philosophy and some of the issues readers uh, could be aware of as they, they work through the text. So basically, you see Jesus and other people speaking in um, bubbles, and the narrative is there. You know the gospel narrative. So it's all it follows the the order of the biblical text. So a great resource there, and one that I just heard today. Like I just e- responded to an email. And, hopefully we'll get it in print for SBL and ETS conference in Denver is illustrated for Samuel in Hebrew by Abigail DeZoo's DeZoo. <laughs> I think that's how you say her name. Uh, but anyway, Samuel, the book of first Samuel, again, illustrated with dialogue boxes and narrative boxes in Hebrew with her own, with Abigail's own translation at the bottom of the page as, as well as an introduction. So that's uh, to have two more added to our Glosa House Illustrated Biblical Text. and by the way, these are uh, volumes thirteen and fourteen in that series. So we have really filling out uh, that illustrated series. Great pedagogical resources if you're teaching people Biblical Hebrew, having students read the text uh, in a way that helps them come alive.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I guess yes. I guess while we're in this vein of like learning languages, too, let's we can maybe move to, I guess we how about the Greek diagrams? So if Ephesians and Colossians diagrammed in Greek by Randy Leedy. Randy Leedy is like the guy, the guru of doing the Kellogg Reed <laughs> sentence diagramming. So this work was published inside of Bible Works. He sells them also as PDFs. But people, if they want print copies, we're offering those. And so this is the first uh, edition of this series uh, by Randy Leedy. So Col- Ephesians and Colossians illustrated, I mean, uh, diagrammed in Greek. So, you yeah. Said that's the a-
1: most updated uh, uh, Nessel Aland, right? The 28th. Yeah. Article? Yeah. We got permissions
0: for Nessel Aland text. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah.
1: So it, it looks really good. Um, so if you're wondering how, uh, you know, Greek, uh, syntax, <laughs> uh, works and sort of a, if you're a visual learner, this may be really, uh, really helpful to you. Um, yeah. So, uh, cover looks good if I might say so myself. Um, yeah. should we go to the
0: dissertations?
1: Um, let's, before we do that, I think we have a, a couple other language books that, um, I want to look at. Let's do that first, since we're, okay. we're still on this. We have um, we have some in Greek and some in Hebrew. So let's yep. let's go to the Hebrew um, what, what Travis West uh, has just come out with, um, yeah, and
0: Hannah Stevens. So Travis West and Han- Hannah Stevens have worked on Hebrew for regular people, and there's two books. One is the facilitator's guide, and then one is the participants guide and basically these are resources to help introduce lay people, yep. people who haven't had a chance to learn biblical language, language of Hebrew, to have some exposure to the the, the joy and wonder and, and benefit of that. And so inside this book there are different activities of of singing and um, yeah. also uh we see uh, word like, studies. Yeah,
1: an eight week class. So, yeah. And there's a, yeah. like Fred said, there's a book for the facilitator and then a separate book for students. And yeah, each week you'll start like you'll teach students a song or students will learn a song. Um, and then it goes step by step, for example, in the facilitator's guide through how the teacher uh, would lead every lesson. And so there are these, um, scenarios real life scenarios and then uh those will intersect with um biblical culture and then there's this idea of word pictures and videos and uh there's a bunch of videos that come with this that that you'll watch in class and then Mm -hmm. um lessons are picking up on specific words so for example in a lesson of week one you have uh the word echad in hebrew um and so you're You're learning what does that mean, and then there's like assignments that go with that. And uh, yeah, so uh, like for week one built around the Shema, right? So students will be learning in Hebrew, Shema Yisrael, Adonai Eloheinu, Adonai Echad. And then they're adding to that uh, uh, phrases like, oh, that you would love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your life, with all your resources. So you'll be learning how to say that sort of stuff. In Hebrew and even sing it, um, so it's pretty cool. I mean, this is yeah, they've done a great job in developing this with the audio, video, like just step by step resources. Yeah, it's it's really really well done.
0: Yeah, that's great. And then the other resources for Greek, and this is Steve Rezor. Yeah, uh, this is, uh, volumes five and six in his Koine Immersion series. So volume five, it's called, They Were Going to the Market, and students learn the forms and functions of imperfect verbs and passive forms of future and aorist verbs. And vocabulary items include words occurring 85 times or more in the Greek New Testament, as well as foods describing uh, words describing food and the marketplace. So volume five, marketplace kind of focus, And volume six is called The House Has Been Built. Students learn conjunctions, form, and functions of perfect and pluperfect verbs. Uh, Vocabulary is worked on that occurs 70 times or more, as well as words describing building structures and rooms. Okay, this is an interactive Mm -hmm. uh, approach. And uh, digital, yeah. There's audio, video, right? And uh, anyway, so these. These are uh, he's going to continue. How many are these going to be? Ten or twelve?
1: Yeah. So this is actually a curri- kind of like a, a tiered curriculum. curriculum with inside a curriculum. Almost. So he's going to do I think five or six tiers. I just in- just interviewed with him and I slipped my mind how many tiers he's doing exactly. But I think he's doing f- five tiers, something like that. That's going to end up resulting in like fifteen. Uh, yeah. digital books for students, and again, these yeah. are digital books. So you you interact, you download them, or on the web, you're interacting with them. Like you said, there's audio, video, very interactive. There's also uh, a teacher's edition. There's going to be a teacher's edition and a student, uh, resource to go with. So in each of the the five tiers, there will be three volumes. So for example, for tier one. There's one, two, three volumes. And he's got also a teacher guide that can uh, go with this as well as a student guide that can go through the volumes. And then we just launched volume two, which you were talking about. The volumes four, five, and six are now done. So volume three is, or tier three is getting underway. And yeah, I mean, this is, This is really good. We're building out here um, just an entire curriculum. Um, And so, Greek professors, this starts at the very beginning, volume one, level one, with the alphabet. And then, like, it gets Mm -hmm. gradually more sophisticated, um, but still with the same ease of learning. You know, it's not intimidating. It's. It's not off-putting it's not lame and boring um, yeah so he's he's done a great job on this and he's uh, you know done really well and I love what they're doing up there if you listen to the the episode that I did with him that dropped uh, some time ago on proof text you know he's talking about how their uh, program up in Canada is has been using a, an interactive approach and using these resources, but they're also keeping all kinds of statistics on their students um, and comparing how uh, how teaching language using the living language approach is doing up there in terms of how are students doing on vocabulary retention, how are students doing on quizzes and exams, um, and I think they're going to have some great resource or research and. In the next few years, to to put out to prove or help substantiate the validity of using an interactive or conversational approach. Um, uh, yeah, yeah. So I'm I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. So uh, we have two more sets
0: of resources uh, coming out. Maybe a third uh, I'll talk about too. the uh, The next are three dissertations. And uh, let's begin with the Biblical Languages for the Busy Pastor by Kevin Carroll. Kevin lays out really a case for why pastors, ministers should keep up with their biblical languages. He looks historically and has some awesome quotes and uh, information about practices of huge church leaders, uh, church historical figures, uh, Augustine. Martin Luther, John Wesley, and many others of how important it is to keep working with Greek and Hebrew. And then he kind of lays out strategies for how to do this. And, uh, and then the book ends with a couple of practicums in which he works through sermon preparations uh, through the Gospel of John. And I think it was Jonah or is it Ruth? But anyway, you see how Kevin... Who, who is himself as a pastor as well as a teacher uh, puts this kind of thing into practice. So this, this is something because that the pastors I think struggle with. I, I know many pastors uh, how to keep up with their biblical languages. This book is for you, uh, gives very practical advice and has high praise from, from people who are familiar with Kevin's work. Uh, you can read that in the back cover. So that's uh, our Glose House dissertation book uh, number 11 in the series. Then there's the book, The Climax of the Christ, and this is by Jared August. Jared investigates the fulfillment motif in Matthew's gospel. So this fulfillment Mm -hmm. motif occurs 14 times, and then he looks at how Matthew uses this theme and then proposes uh, translation strategies, interpretive strategies for how best to understand what Matthew is doing. So if you're a Matthew scholar or just like Matthew as a whole and want to dig deeper into Matthew's presentation of prophecy or prophetic fulfillment and how he structures his gospel around that theme, then you want to read Jared August's dissertation, the climax of the Christ. Mm-hmm. And so that's number 12. And then the last book of, Uh, so far in our dissertation series is by Sue Kometko. It's called The Middle Voice Verbs in the New Testament uh, Studies in Pauline Usage. So Sue is an Australian scholar. And so this was her dissertation. And basically, uh, if you know anything about Greek grammar, there's been a big debate about how best to understand the middle voice. And Sue is moving us away from the old paradigm of calling verbs that occur in the middle voice sometimes uh, as deponent verbs, as, as if there's something defective about them. They, uh, so Greek has three different voices, active, middle, and passive voice. But some verbs kind of oddly are always formed with the middle voice. And it's typical to just say, well, there's something kind of weird about them. We just translate them actively in English, but Sue says no. There's something a lot more going on there. So she investigates kind of theories of linguistics and understanding voice and the middle voice, particularly, is uh, has some degree of subject effectiveness. So she walks all around that issue and then looks at case studies in Pauline usage in Second Corinthians and Galatians and a few other places. And boy, it's it's gonna. I think changed the field of, mm. of uh, New Testament Greek wow. grammar. So yeah, you want to get that book if you're interested in the Greek verb and uh, in the New Testament. Yeah. Excellent. Middle voice verbs in the Greek New Testament.
1: We also have uh, another series, um, the Gloss House spiritual discipline series, which we launched a year or two ago. And I'm trying to uh, spearhead that one. My, I'm still interested in language stuff, yeah. obviously, but, um, I can't hear you, Mike. I don't know if you're cutting out in spiritual disciplines has really started to, you know, come to the fore in the last several years for me. And so, uh, yep. I, I did a book on Genesis in this series from sort of a Lectio Divina, um, slash Midrash, uh, tradition approach. And then I, I, published my prayer journal from a couple years ago, and so I uh, just had an, a new one coming out. It's my second prayer journal, the one I wrote through 2022, and uh, that's called Intentional Living, uh, a Journal of Kingdom Cries, Volume 2, and so yeah, that's that's now available. It has uh, just me praying <laughs> through 2022, hundreds of prayers that you could if you're a reader you know uh, repray yourself like recycle or uh, things you could potentially find inspiration to write your own prayers from using in liturgy uh, this sort of thing so yeah i'm 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 excited I don't I don't know that that'll ever become a big time uh, uh, thing that people are interested in reading but you know for the few who are I hope it's a blessing and uh, also in that series, we have uh, Jeremy Spencer, who you guys have heard on the podcast several times, has a, a book just out called Praying with the Psalms, and essentially what Jeremy's doing in that is he works through every single one of the 150 psalms, and he he. Picks up on a word or a phrase. For example, in Psalm one, he'll pick up on a word or a phrase, and he'll have the Hebrew at the top of the page um, of that word or phrase, and then the translation of it, and then a short prayerful reflection of it in English. And so um, it's a it's a creative book, and uh, it's it just walks you through. Uh, daily reading a psalm and essentially praying through a psalm and maybe we'll give you r- listeners or readers if you check this out uh you know ideas to to do the same or inspiration to do the same yeah so that's the yep. house how spiritual discipline series
0: yeah that's great uh thank you so much for michael get that for getting that going and making great contributions to that there's one last book we'll talk about and that's by richard benton it's a book called Loving Languages, and he Richard is a PhD in Hebrew scripture, and uh, he actually studied along with uh, Dr. John Cook and Robert Homestead and a few others. Um, oh, what's the other guy that's really well-known uh, who does... Um, Research on like UFOs and and, and extraterrestrial <laughs> beings and that kind of stuff. Oh, Michael Heiser, <laughs> oh, no, he, yeah. Yeah, he he studies spiritual warfare kinds of things and and that. So yeah, Richard uh, Benton is a part of that group. At least have that have graduated from that program. Very good program at Wisconsin Madison, and uh, he's got a podcast as well. He's an Orthodox uh, 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 Christian believer. And uh, so in this book, Richard talks about the joy and the community, the humility, and the wonder of, of learning languages and relating to people in the language that they can understand. I mean, he has so many interesting stories about just learning little phrases so that when he can greet somebody in their language, he just to watch their face light up and just the joys of, of this kind of community. And, uh, you know, he just kind of does some analysis of our own culture, how we're very monolinguist linguistic. We just know really one language we're monolinguist. And, you know, most of the world is multilinguist and we're really missing out on really understanding each other and, um, by, by not learning and striving to learn other languages. So Mm -hmm. it's a great book. If you, um, you know, if you're wondering, wow, you know, that, that kind of describes me. I just know English and that's it. But you want to, you know, think about, you know, why should I learn other languages? And this is the book for you. This would be a book to say, you know, I've never thought about this, but there's actually a lot of benefit in leaning into learning uh, another's language. So yeah, Loving Language by Richard Benton.
1: Excellent. Well, we have other books coming uh, in the future. Some we can't, say anything about at this point but um, we we do have uh, another reader potential Greek reader potentially on the horizon and several illustrated volumes um, yeah. in Greek Latin and even more so uh, when those drop we'll be sure to let you know about that but um, Fred I don't know if you realize this but I didn't realize it till like last week. Uh, this is, we kind of missed it cause we're, we're heading toward the end of the year here, but, um, house 10th year in existence. We've been doing this for a decade now. Yeah. It's hard to believe.
0: And how many books and resources do we have? It's yeah. over a hundred, right?
1: Yeah, we have, uh, yeah, I was looking at that the other day, close to 150, uh, um, oh somewhere in there that we've been able to. And that's with scholars, uh, over 200 different scholars all around the globe. Um, so you think about just the immense, like, amount of connections, like the connectedness that Glosa House has to people spanning the yeah. planet. It's, it's pretty yeah. cool. Um, yeah, Language
0: resources for the global community. Yeah. 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 Armada affordable. Uh, Innovative,
1: affordable, accessible. Yeah,
0: accessible. Exactly. Yeah. Accessible in different formats, innovative. I mean, we're willing to work with new ideas and then, um, affordable. Like we're not gouging people with our book prices, um, at all. We want people to be able to get these books into their hands, uh, and, and to motivate their love of, of God, a love of people, love of learning languages. And so, yeah. Yep.
1: Yeah. Oh, well, I think well, that,
0: just yeah. about it, right?
1: Yeah, I was just gonna say, if you're listening and you have a, a book idea, um, don't hesitate to get in touch with us, and we can discuss whether it'd be, you know, a good fit or not, or if you'd like to to uh, join forces with Glo's House in other ways, supporting us uh, with with your time, with your talents, with even you know financial supports. Welcome um then we're open to talking about that too we just had uh, uh Anthony Parrot kind of out of nowhere uh email us yeah. and say hey yeah. i can i love the podcast i totally would be interested in helping you guys edit episodes if that would um be of yeah. use to you and we jumped on that and by Anthony doing that that was actually the catalyst for what allowed me to begin doing daily postings for the podcast. So, yeah, that's uh, that little bit of help from him, you know, doing the editing and producing really opened it up for uh, me to help grow the podcast. And so if you're out there and you can edit books or you can design covers or you can update websites or you can help with the podcast or, or anything like that, and you'd you know, want to be part of our team, then we'd love to hear from you and, and talk with you. We've got a great, um, a great group of people, like I said, around the globe that are on the Glossa House team. And we all sort of have the same ethos. Um, innovative resources, affordable resources, making resources accessible to people. And uh, yeah, so people love it. And when people come to our booth at the conferences, it's so fun like uh, people watch with- them come watch
0: them start smiling people yeah.
1: walk by
0: they'll look and they'll start smiling one person kind of walked by quickly with another and they they pointed to our booth and said this is the best booth here yeah <laughs>
1: yep, out <laughs> of like fun. hundreds yeah. of hundreds of booths from from other huge companies
0: yeah um, about a yeah, hundred booths yeah so uh, we're very glad uh, to be creative um I mean, we actually have a donate button. Like, if you want to give some money to us, (laughs) we'll take it uh, and and put it to use. Uh, I guess it's like a backslash. I don't know how to get to it. Yeah. uh, Donate or something.
1: Wilsahouse.com slash, what is it? Payment? Payment. Yeah.
0: I think payment, there's a donate button. I mean, we have no, I don't even know if we've ever asked for any donations, but hey. And then the other thing that we could really, have some help with if you if you know of like a christian school or a jewish school or orthodox school that is teaching original languages like latin greek hebrew boy we'd love to send the right people you know samples of our of our books i mean i just think these are would be great books we haven't even really aggressively marketed in that in that regard so, if you have a vision for that or know a network or could help us with that, we would love to hear from you. And uh, so just reach out to us at uh, glosahouse at gmail.com. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, uh, Fred, thanks for all the the time and insights, all your hard work on editing.
0: You too. You too. Uh, the catalog, you and Lydia yeah. did an amazing job with that. And uh, Michael does covers. And so you really just knocked knocked him out of the park with this set and uh, always. So yeah. you're welcome.
1: Yeah. yeah, thank you. And well, thank you guys for listening and supporting Proof Text and supporting Glossa House. We'd love to hear from you. Let us know what you love about the podcast, uh, what you want to hear us talking about. Um, we're starting to add little uh, places for you to respond right in the, the podcast itself. Um, I know that only works on certain platforms, but um, we'd love to hear from you. So, yeah, until next time, uh, we hope that helps. All right. Bye.